you're listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration, a podcast dedicated to helping software executives stay on the cutting edge of sales and marketing in their industry. Let's get into the show. Hi, welcome to B2B Revenue Acceleration. My name is Aurélien Moutier, and I'm here today with James Carberry from Sweetfish Media. How are you doing today, James? I'm fantastic, Ray. How are you? I am very good. Thank you. Very, very good. So we've invited you, James, here today to speak about podcasting as part of a thought leadership strategy. But before we dive into the details, before we pick your brain around the topic, it would be very useful if you can tell us a little bit more about yourself as well as Sweetfish Media. Yeah. So myself, I kind of had a, a sorted path to getting to where I am. So spent, you know, first few years out of college, kind of bouncing from corporate job to corporate job and worked at, you know, then worked at a smaller business that had nothing to do with what I'm doing now is doing helicopter logistics for NASCAR for uh, a few years and then worked at a tech startup and a nonprofit and just a really kind of long and windy path. And uh, eventually ended up doing what we're doing now. We started the business as a content writing shop and about a year into that, uh, saw the massive opportunity that there was to start producing podcasts for companies with a little bit different angle than how most people were looking at it. Most people look at podcasting in terms of like how many listeners your show has and And we really look at it by the quality of the guests that you're bringing onto the show. And so from an ABM standpoint, uh, we think podcasts are incredibly effective because you can pretty much ask anyone that you want to know to be a guest on your show. And Mm -hmm. so that was kind of our approach and our perspective on it. And so that's what we do now. That's what we've done for the last two and a half years is, is produce podcasts for really innovative B2B brands. And uh, we're loving it. Well, thanks for that, James. Your, your personal background is definitely interesting. And obviously, we, we, we are a client of Sweetfish Media, so we, we love the value proposition and understand what you are trying to achieve. So that, that makes perfect sense to us. So over the recent months, and I'm talking about ourselves here, we've seen that podcasting is becoming much more popular in the, in the B2B space. And mm-hmm. we can see companies from almost all industries, all size, starting to have their own shows. Why do you believe podcast as a, as a medium is growing in such a fast pace? And what do you see as being the main reasons for company to start podcasting? Yeah, that's a great question, Ray. I, I think there are a few different reasons. One, I think people are finally starting to realize the trust that comes along with podcasting because of how much time people spend with you when they're listening to your podcast. So, uh, for example, if you write a blog post, and you rank in Google in the top 10 for a particular search term, people that end up reading that post will maybe spend 10 to 15 seconds with your brand reading that post. They're mm-hmm. scrolling through it. They're, they're consuming that content very quickly. A lot of other types of content are the same way. But with a podcast, because people are consuming podcasts passively, they're listening to them on the, on the train to work, driving to work, mowing the yard, doing dishes, working out at the gym. So they're consuming it passively. So they're listening to the content for much longer. So they're listening to a 15, 20, 30 minute episode, which builds an enormous amount of trust. So I think there's that component. I I think the other side of it is people understand that when you are the media, when, when your company is 
is first a media company, then whatever you do, like what Gary Vee says, that you have the leverage. So when you have a podcast, you all of a sudden have a lot more leverage because you can approach people as the media, not as mm-hmm. a company trying to sell something. So I think a combination of those reasons is, is why B2B companies are really starting to embrace the platform. Oh, that's interesting. The, one thing that you mentioned is about the lens of the podcast. Is there any best practices that you guys suggest to your clients in terms of how long a podcast should last? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. We get that a lot. So with our podcast, it's called B2B Growth, and we've we've done really, really well. We ranked for the term B2B in the iTunes ecosystem, so it's allowed our audience to grow really quickly. And the the thing that we found from from our audience is that they really like shorter content. So 12 to 15 minutes, they really like action-packed kind of non-fluffy content. So not a lot of, hey, how is your day? How many kids do you have? Oh, that's funny. This, you know, all the, all the fluff that you typically hear in a, in a one to two hour podcast, we found that our particular audience doesn't really enjoy that much. I know personally, I don't enjoy it. You've got people like Tim Ferriss that can pull off the two hour podcast because he's talking to someone so famous that it, you're just compelled to listen. But yeah. I don't think most people have that luxury. I, I think the more brief you can be, the more to the point you can be, and the more focused you can be on delivering value and not fluff, the better. So so to answer your question, I would say, you know, that 12 to 20 minute range is probably a safe place to, to aim for in terms of length. Okay, excellent. Well, thanks for that. Speaking about our own experience here at Operatic, we've decided to start this podcast to support our thought leadership strategy, as well as trying to bring valuable content to our business community. But I'm sure that our audience would be interested in learning what kind of results they can expect or a company like Operatics could expect from podcasting and how can we measure ROI. So my next question for you, James, is really around, could you please share with us how podcasts can bring companies, business and return on investment? Yeah. I think the biggest way to measure the ROI of a podcast is in the quality of the guests that you're bringing onto the show. I think a lot of people assume that the way that you're able to get ROI is to get a bunch of listeners and then those listeners turn into customers. And that that certainly can happen. Uh, it just takes a while to do that because building an audience with a podcast just it takes time like it does any other content medium. But the much the the quicker way of getting ROI is branding your show around your ideal client. So instead of branding it around yourself, uh, you're branding it around your ideal buyer. So, for example, with our with B2B growth, with our show, I didn't brand the show, the B2B podcasting show, even though B2B podcasting is our expertise. Instead, I branded the show B2B growth because I wanted to talk to VPs of marketing at B2B tech companies, because those are the Mm -hmm. folks that buy our service. And so when you brand the show around your ideal buyer, you can then go to your ideal buyer and collaborate with them to create content with them. So you're interviewing them on your show. And it's through those relationships you're building with your guests. Those folks are actually going to buy from you much earlier than listeners of your show. So I think the biggest metric that you need to measure is who, who are the guests that have been on our podcast that we have been able to 
nurture relationships with and turn those into customers. So that's that's the biggest one. Okay. So, it's, it's, so if I was to rephrase that slightly, so you can potentially expect to get business from listeners. So people will find you, do their research, the, the people will go to the gym, the commuter and all that. Mm-hmm. But from your perspective, you believe that you will take a little bit longer. So the, the aspect that you... And I think that's probably very, very pertinent from a B2B perspective. It's about almost getting your ideal, ideal, ideal clients to participate to the podcast, share their experience, find a topic that will suit them. And then eventually from that podcast, create a relationship. And if things go well, have a commercial relationship with that clients moving forward. Is that, is that, yeah. is that right? Yeah, I, I think that uh, I, I think that too many people they wonder why their cold emails and their cold calls aren't working, and it's because I think people are tired of being sold to, and I don't think that's people don't wake up in the morning and and wish that they got another cold call or or another sales email, but there is increasingly, especially with the more and more relevance that personal brand kind of is for people in people's minds, everyone wants to have a better personal brand. Everyone wants to be featured as a celebrity in the media. And so that's as a media company, someone with a podcast, that's, that's what you have the ability to give someone. So you're able to add value to them in a way that's independent of the product or service that you sell. And the value yeah. that you're giving them is media exposure. You're giving them free PR. And, oh, uh, and so I think, I think by leading with that, by leading with value, featuring them on your show, it then sets you up to have a genuine relationship with that person and people buy from, you know, folks that they know, like, and trust. And so I think that's what uh, the podcast ultimately sets you up to Uh, do. Do you know, I will add one argument in your favor here as well. We've had the feedback. So obviously we we have lots of different medium to go to prospects, you know, conferences. We we can have like a very, very tailored account based type of approach and, and we get our own meeting with prospect. And before we get to a meeting, Prospects will research us. They will research the company. Mm -hmm. And some of the feedback that we've had because of the podcast, because of the other content, but mainly around the podcast, I think is also bringing reinsurance. It's bringing leadership. It's making people feel comfortable. So I would not say that it's almost not a lead generator, but almost like a conversation accelerator or something that will warm up people to believe that they will actually meet with someone who is part of a company that is really at the forefront of what's happening in that domain. So yeah. you know, to your point of you know the, the listener that could become the prospect that you can invite so they can become customers, I think there is also the other prospect that you are speaking to who are doing their, you know, their, their due diligence on your company, making sure that you mm-hmm. are the right organization. When they compare you with someone who's got absolutely zero content, zero sought leadership, zero relationship with experts in the market versus someone who's been you know, spending a bit of time in trying to get uh, around the best way, the best practices and all that, I think it helps as well. And we've had that feedback. So it's not just me thinking it, it's it's, it's a proof in the pudding and something that we, we've we already uh, seen or, or, or witnessed as um, as a positive outcome from from the time that we're investing in the podcast um, and the investment that we're making in, in general to get it going. I love it. That's that's fantastic. And I, I totally agree. I think with the content that comes along with it, you know, with the blog posts, the status updates, you know, I, I think enabling your sales team with the content from your podcast, whether it be the actual audio file or the repurposed blog post, being able to have your equip your sales team with with content that, like you said, establishes your thought leadership 
I absolutely believe or agree with you that 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 is a conversation accelerator in a big, big way. So that's extremely interesting. And and thanks for covering that question of uh, around the ROI and, and and measurement of success. I think this is a key particularly for our audience and the type of people that we, we wish to have listening to the show. I think that's that's definitely a question that they would have asked for you. But to finalize, okay. you've recently launched a category that you've called content-based networking. Can you please share with us the, the, the ID and the meaning of, of, of that concept? Yeah, so we came up with this term earlier this year, and the way we define it, we define it by essentially saying it's it's collaborating with your ideal clients, potential referral partners, and industry influencers to build meaningful relationships by creating content together. So obviously this was like the premise that we started our agency with. We do podcasts, but we're really much more passionate about relationship building than we are, you know, the medium of podcasting. That just happens to be you know, I think the most efficient form of content collaboration, you know, is podcasting. So that's what we, that's what we got into. And so I was, as I was thinking about kind of category creation, the importance of category creation, allowing you to swim in your own lane, as opposed to competing with a bunch of other competitors, mm-hmm. I thought, man, this idea of, you know, th- this concept of content-based networking is actually much bigger than podcasting, which is our core service. So podcasting is a, is a part of it, but and you can you can collaborate with people in a variety of different ways. And so as we've kind of begun to create content around this topic where people are collaborating with folks to create blog content with them, video series. I've even seen companies collaborate with their audio buyers to create like full length like documentaries. So you can get really creative with the type of content that you can create with your potential buyers. But at the end of the day, it's all mapping to the same result. It's content collaboration as a mechanism to build meaningful relationship. And then business actually comes from that meaningful relationship. And it's not overnight and it doesn't happen instantly, but it absolutely happens. And our business is living proof of that. And a lot of our customers, companies as well, are growing on the back of relationships they're building through the collaborative content that they produce. And, you know, obviously for our clients, it's a podcast because that's what we do for them. But there are tons of different ways to do it. So so that's what content based networking is all about, using content as a way to grow your network with the specific targeted people that you want to meet. Yeah. And that's again, this is relevant to us. I'm not sure about the, the volume of episode that we are publishing as the time at the time of us speaking today, to be fair, James. But uh, what we see, we see that each episode is is generating quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of noise, particularly on platform like LinkedIn, where you can really see people yeah. interacting. Yeah. When we publish an episode, I can see lots of people coming to our profile. We've got our marketing manager who is showing us the the, the people coming and and following Operatics as a company, checking us out. You know, and 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 I think that's that's an important part as as part of a global account based marketing approach and being able to target the right people. I think it's an important part as well to grow that community of followers and that word of mouth around yeah. the brand. Totally. So totally. Thanks for your time today, James. I mean, this was uh, insightful, and and I'm sure my, our, our listener will will go away with quite a lot of interesting information around podcasts. But I also believe that some of them may be interested to talk to you in order to understand how they can do podcasts for themselves in a way. Yeah. So 
if someone wants to connect with you, if, if someone from our audience wants to get in touch with you, James, what is the best way to get all of you? Yeah, thank you so much, Ray. So my email is james at sweetfishmedia.com. They can find me on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn quite a bit. Last name is C-A-R-B-A-R-Y. So James Carberry on LinkedIn, on Twitter as well, at James Carberry. And then if they just want to, to listen to, to our show, we do, it's becoming more than a daily show at this point. We're starting to do multiple episodes a day, but the podcast is called B2B Growth. And so they can just type in B2B Growth in Apple Podcasts and, and they'll see our show pull up. So would love to connect with any of your listeners, Ray, and really appreciate you having me on today. It was great having you on the show, James. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Operatics has redefined the meaning of revenue generation for technology companies worldwide. While the traditional concepts of building and managing inside sales teams in-house has existed for many years, companies are struggling with a lack of focus, agility, and scale required in today's fast and complex world of enterprise technology sales. See how Operatics can help your company accelerate pipeline at operatics.net. You've been listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.